the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's another Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. I hope you're having a, uh, a good April. April Fool's yesterday, uh, April 2nd today, if you're listening to this show live. Of course, if you're listening to it anytime, could be any day of the week for you. Uh, Romeo Delight from uh, Van Halen's Women and Children First. This album came out uh, 43 years ago, last Sunday, March the 26th. Can you imagine? Um, this is one of my, uh, um, what is it, Mean Streets is my probably my favorite Van Halen album of the David Lee Roth era, but Women and Children First is definitely, or Fair Warning, excuse me, um, Women, Women and Children First is right up there. It's a great, great album. Um, really showing the depth, although it didn't get a lot of big, you know, critical acclaim. Like Fair Warning gets panned. Um, by critics like being a really bad to me fair warning is their heaviest album with david lee roth um but women and children first is a really really uh good record off you know coming off of diver down which was you know covers and stuff and i wasn't crazy about it loved van halen too which also came out this week for some reason van halen see march the end of march seemed seemed to be a month for van halen stuff right it was like earlier this week was the first time that sammy hagar back in 1986 uh, played with Van Halen uh, on stage. I think it was in Louisville. Um, just, you know, or Alabama. I, I forget where. Anyway, I digress. This is not a music show. It is a show about beer, but music does play a large part when you are drinking beer, which is why we're probably going to be spotlighting Van Halen's Women and Children first uh, throughout the show. But we do have a great show for you tonight. Now, uh, coming up in 10 minutes, the first of two segments. With John Henderson, the main man behind Tricycle Productions, of course, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. They're doing a, a cigar social coming up in May. We're going to talk to him about that uh, and so many other cool things that they do to bring life to Atlantic City, which I think is a cool deal. Uh, and John does a great job, and he's been doing the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest for well over 10 years. Uh, it is a phenomenal event, and this year is no exception. Uh, Dropkick Murphys and 311 are your musical artists. It's just uh, it, it's it's unbelievable. It's going to be great. We're going to have a good time with John uh, over the next two segments uh, coming up uh, in just under uh, 10 minutes from now. But let us dive in to news and notes because we've got a lot of them to get to. The fourth annual Burlington Hops and Rocks Beer Festival is going to be held Saturday, September 16th on the promenade overlooking the Delaware River in Burlington Island. 
The event draws over 500 attendees for an afternoon of music, food, fresh air, fun, and beer. General admission from 1 to 5. A VIP gets you an additional hour at noon. That's a 12 o'clock entry into uh, the festival. Early bird tickets are on sale right now. General admission is $40 plus fees. VIP is $60 plus fees. And um, designated driver is $20 plus fees. Unlimited tastings from 25-plus breweries from New Jersey and Pennsylvania. In addition to some new breweries, they'll have uh, back some of the participants from prior years, as well as Armageddon Brewing servicing some of their mead and cider. Uh, My Next X will be back this year to keep you rocking. Uh, current food trucks are Smoke and Rev, Lady Q Barbecue, Matt, Matty G Dogs, and B Uno. Breweries food are being added. Keep uh, up with them on Facebook for updates. Uh, and if you want to run the 5K before the festival, please go to the Run Sign-Up site for race information, registration, combination, festival tickets. It's burlington-hopsandrocks.ticketleap.com. Uh, if you go to Ticket Leap and just do a search for Burlington Hops and Rocks, you will find the link there. Again, that's Saturday, September 16th. Unfortunately, that's the same day I'm going down to the See Here and Now Festival down in Asbury Park. So if you want to go in the other direction, uh, you know, head over there and uh, uh, check it out and have some fun. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, a couple things over at Paragon Tap and Table. First off, March Madness is now over at Paragon Tap and Table. The final two breweries to battle it out was Ashton and Oak Flower. Uh, Ashton Brewery, Steve Ashton from uh, Ashton Brewery is going to join us on the program next week. Uh, I'm actually, uh, actually taped something with Steve um, this past Friday. I did two segments with him over at his brewery, uh, and we'll be airing that interview uh, next Sunday. Oak Flower is the winner of the March Madness Contest. Awesome. So they, I had the Grisette, which was on tap last Friday night. A delicious beer. Uh, a future Suds and Duds will give you all the details. Ashton's Black IPA, which was the beer that went up against Oak Flower's Grisette, came off more like the taste of a hazy uh, IPA, which kind of threw me for a loop. Both beers were delicious, but Oak Flower now gets a handle of Paragon for the next three months. That is super cool. Oak Flower just out of the box a couple of months, um, and they're doing a great job. So kudos to them. Um, and their ownership there. They're doing a fantastic job. They are really good right across the street from the Millington train station uh, up up by uh, Sterling. Uh, not too far from the Sterling Hotel. Probably a 10-minute ride from the Sterling Hotel. It was about 20 minutes from Twin Elephant. I was over there uh, last weekend. Also, what Paragon Tap and Table is doing uh, this coming month, a beer dinner with Lawton's Finest Liquids. Uh, Thursday, April 13th, 6 p.m., you're going to get five different beers paired up with a uh, hors d'oeuvres, salad, appetizer, dinner, and dessert. The food menu will be uh, out shortly when it is. We will get it to you. $75 uh, per person excludes tax and service fees. Does not include the tip. Uh, 732-931-1776. Ask for the manager on duty if you want to reserve a seat there. Unfortunately, I'm going to be in the city that night uh, with uh, Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head, so I will not be able to make it. We're continuing the theme with New Jersey because there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Ross Brewing is getting ready to open. Yes, the opening date is coming very soon. Um, it was my understanding that it was going to be open by mid-April, and that looks to be maybe a little bit further than that, maybe the end of the month, maybe the beginning of May. Uh, but uh, they are looking for people to hire. They're looking for beer tenders. They're looking for a tasting room man- assistant manager. Uh, email Donna at RossBrewing.com. Donna at RossBrewing.com. Uh, they uh, are going to be uh, rocking and rolling very shortly. And if you want a job and you want to get in on it, email Donna at RossBrewing.com, and they will get you the details, which is really cool. 
Uh, Brewdog, three years after opening a sparkling new brew pub in Pittsburgh, the multinational brewery chain Brewdog closed its doors at its East Liberty location. Um, they say the uh, they were closing a small number of their underperforming bars. Apparently, the Pittsburgh one was one of them. Uh, through a spokesperson, the decision to close a beloved bar never easy, but we know that many others in the hospitality industry can relate to the operational impact caused by the rising costs of goods and services in current economic situation. Uh, they said they'll be focusing on more profitable sectors as part of its announced brewery brew pub closures. The company said this will allow it to grow the BrewDog brand in new markets when the timing is right. They've offered some of the Pittsburgh employees um, relocation opportunities uh, and things of that nature, uh, but it is unclear as to whether or not those people are going to take um, advantage of Oh, excuse me. That's what happens when you're doing uh, when you're taping radio. Again, the show's not live; it's taped. Uh, sorry about that. I knew the sneeze was coming. I was trying to hold off until I could shut off my mic, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, you know, unfortunately, I think we're starting to see this more and more where we're seeing breweries closing. Not so much. At, I, I don't want to say it's at a record clip, but I do think that it's more than what we've seen. We've gotten through what I think is the worst of the pandemic. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, for some breweries who didn't adjust properly, I think that has become uh, a major issue uh, for some people. And then finally, uh, Jersey Girl Brewing uh, celebrating seven years of brewing beer in Mount Olive, New Jersey. Um, they're going to have a um, uh, an anniversary celebration uh, Friday, April 14th and Saturday, April 15th. The 15th is, an, is their actual anniversary date. Uh, they're going to have some new beers, anniversary glassware, anniversary swag. Couple of amazing nights of fun. Um, they are going to actually. Uh, they're talking Friday, Saturday, but it might be that entire week. Um, I definitely want to. Um, I definitely have to get Chuck back on the program again. It's been a couple of years since we've had Chuck uh, back on the program, Chuck Aaron, and I've had numerous conversations with Chuck uh, over the years. And what's great is he has a business in Mount Olive. He's also part of the um, the business association there, and he's running for town council. Um, they appointed him to the seat with somebody, I believe somebody had retired or passed away. Um, and he, um, he, he took over the seat and now he's running, um, you know, for a full term and kudos to Chuck. He lives and breathes his town. Um, the brewery is no exception, but he genuinely cares. And that's not to say that there are other breweries that don't care about the towns that they live in. They do. Um, you know, wet ticket is a perfect example in Rawway lions roar in Westfield, um, not at the center of Westfield, but close enough to the train station where you can walk to it. But it's great to see somebody take such an active interest in the town that they live in, they thrive in, um, and have business in. So it's pretty cool. I'm going to try and get to the anniversary celebration. I don't know if I can, uh, but definitely want to have Chuck on the program. Maybe we'll have him on after the anniversary celebration to talk about what it's like to be in business for seven years and having to deal with a lot of the trials and tribulations uh, of owning a brewery, um, and especially in the last couple of years uh, during COVID. When we come back after a short break, though, John Henderson, the main man behind Tricycle Productions, he knows all about having to survive during COVID when there were no events on, and uh, he had to scrape by with basically nothing because he couldn't put anything on. We'll talk to John coming up next on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer is we continue spotlighting Van Halen's Women and Children First that was actually released last Sunday. Uh, and one of my favorite Van Halen albums, of course, Fair Warning, is my favorite because I think it's the heaviest of the DLR era. But anyway, uh, you know, I, the obvious thing would have been to play Dropkick Murphy's 311 for my next guest. But we've done that already, and I want to get into a couple of things with him. That's why he's joining me for two segments here. He's the promoter for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. That's taking place at Baderfield in Atlantic City Friday and Saturday, June 3rd and 4th. And as you've heard me promoting over the last month, they have outdone themselves. Tons of beers, great bands, like I said, Dropkick Murphy's on Saturday, 311 on Sunday, food for purchase, so much more. It's one of the best events that I go to every single year, acbeerfest.com. That's the website for more info and, of course, to purchase tickets. But let me welcome back to the program John Henderson. John, how are you? I love doing this show because you're just so freaking good for my ego, bro. <laughs> well, you're welcome. You're welcome, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're a good uplift on a Friday morning, and I appreciate that. There, Al, what's going on, my dude? A- anytime, uh, you know, living life, uh, having fun, and uh, you know, doing the uh, doing the fun things that everybody wants to do. Now, no BS here, John. You absolutely crushed it with the band selections this year. Dropkick Murphys on Saturday, three eleven on Sunday, as I mentioned. How the heck did you pull this off, especially with that other crappy festival that's taken place the weekend before on the beach? Uh, you know, it, it's funny. I mean, it's, listen, live events are the thing. Outdoors is where everything's at now, right. you know, and, you know, everybody's looking at, you know, Atlantic City for opportunity. Uh, you know, it's funny. Both bands, 311, Dropkick Murphys, have been bucket list bands for, I want to say, easily 12 years, right? Wow. So we, uh, we've every year we put out offers, we put out offers, and we came close to 311 in uh, 2022. Uh, and Dropkick was kind of always relatively elusive, right? You know, we've right. had Flogging Molly and, you know, some other things. Sure. Well, with those, with that other event, you know, uh, happening on the beach, you know, the weekend before us, we kind of had to pivot, right? We said, all right, well, you know, they're really kind of riding our, um, our emo, uh, punk emo, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, coattails a little bit. You know, they're kind of capitalizing on something that we really – been doing for years so let's change the direction a little bit and we managed to get a hold of um both agents and it just like the stars were aligned it, it came together that and you know selling a kidney worked out pretty all right <laughs> well look it's all right you know it grows back or whatever no that's the liver well whatever i don't know i'm, I'm not a doctor yeah, liver, i'm a radio yeah, host yeah, yeah, what, do, true, what do i, I my, my main job in the mornings my radio host asked me about um gallbladder surgery the other day so how long does it take us I, I don't know an hour i'm not a doctor but whatever it's okay you can ask me i'll have an answer somehow awesome beer vendors food and the like one thing you're doing more of this year year though uh, you did a little bit of it last year but you're doing more of it now is you're hosting a bunch of events at breweries where people can buy tickets at a fantastic price what's the story behind that so we started that a bunch of years ago right and it, it's kind of a two-pronged attack you know and it, and you know it stinks because we can't really do every brewery you know sure. i'd sell tickets at every single brewery in the state if i could and you know philadelphia anybody any place i could get to right right uh but it's just you know time time is that kind of monster that everybody wrestles so we had, you know, it was kind of like a first come, first serve from partners that had reached out to us. And what we do is we go to the breweries and we sell tickets. We sell tickets at a deep discount that avoids um, the service fee. And then the festival itself actually eats the tax. So we'll pay the tax on the back end. The tickets are $65. And if you show up to the brewery locations or a couple of the restaurant locations we do it at, your first beer is on us, right? So what we try to do is, A, we want to save consumers a little bit of loop. 
The other part is we want to we want to introduce consumers to breweries they may or may not have been to, mm-hmm. right? And if we can buy you that first beer, well, you know, chances are you're going to have the second and third, you know, and you're going to hang out and you're going to experience that, you know, that brewery. And what it does too is it gives the brewery on a Wednesday night a nice little financial bump. Yeah, which is which is awesome. And I've been talking about it and telling people, you know, where to go to get the info for the different places they were. Uh, the guys were just at uh, Cape May Brewing mm-hmm. earlier this week. They're going to be at alternate ending the end of April. They're going to be at Ship Bottom, I believe, in early May. So there are a bunch of different places. If you hit up the Facebook page uh, for the uh, Atlantic City Beer Fest, uh, you will get all of the information there. And look, how can you beat it? No service fees. You're paying a flat rate. Plus, they're buying you a beer. It is absolutely the way to go. We're talking with John Henderson, the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest that takes place at Bader Field in Atlantic City, coming up Friday and Saturday, June 3rd and 4th. It's a rain or shine event, so if it does rain, bring your poncho. acbeerfest.com, that's the website for more info and, of course, to purchase tickets. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, John, uh, are the brewers, um, I know they really amped it up last year with a lot of different things. Uh, anything new from the breweries this year? A new beer, maybe some sort of uh, you know uh, different take on on what they're doing, or is it just going to be status quo with the beer? Well, so it's never status quo because you know beer's never evolving thing, right? Right. So you know we we every year we task people to bring something new, something you know for that. And yeah, I said it on I said it on the podcast last year. I'm going to say it again: opportunity for discovery, right? right? You know, I am relatively anti this seltzer boom. You know, so mm-hmm. you know we want it. We want uh, we want breweries to showcase kind of, you know, great beer. And let's get back to, you know, because we all know that, you know, craft beers take a little bit of lumps post-COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want to really encourage our attendees to get back to drinking better beer. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's the way to do it. Although you did do a, 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 a physiology, what was it? Was it physiology? Was that it? Was that the event? No, I never actually. Oh, that's We right. actually never pulled the trigger. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, and I, I to be listen between you and me, I think the seltzer thing is kind of gone by the wayside. I've tasted a bunch of them. I know some of the brewers make them as an alternative, but it really isn't. I, I, I've yet to taste one where I go, okay, this doesn't taste artificial. There's always seems to be some sort of, you know, you, that in your mouth when you when you're tasting it. It's just not the same thing. So. Uh, but um, I know that um, Ocean Casino and Resort is a sponsor of the event. They had some big, uh, different displays that were out at uh, Bader Field, and they had, you had a lot of different uh, contest stuff. Is there still going to be the keg throwing and those things? Is there anything new in terms of activities that are going to be happening? Oh, so yeah, we're dropping some new activities, but you know, I don't like to spoil those surprises. I like people to roll up and go, "Oh, wow, that's rad." Uh, so that's definitely going to happen. Ocean, of course, is a fantastic presenting sponsor. You know, we encourage anybody who's going to stay for the weekend to you know rest their head of the ocean a lot of programming is going to be around beer that entire weekend yeah you know with the hops trot with you know with just you know different restaurants doing specials and dinners and flights and you know atlantic city is going to be all about the beer that week and that's the, and that's the thing that i love about it you go down there uh, i'll be down there on friday uh you know you start on friday and you kind of end on sunday and it's the perfect way to cap a beautiful weekend which it, you know listen the last two years been very good we've had you know a lot of issues you know covid and all this other stuff but um, you guys have really done a great job taking an event that was primarily indoors and now putting it outside. Talking with John Henderson, he's the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest. It's taking place Baderfield, Atlantic City, Friday and Saturday, June 3rd and 4th. ACBeerFest.com, the website for more information. You can also book your hotels on there, too. There's links there. You can purchase tickets. You can follow them on their Facebook page and find out where they're going to be at various breweries throughout New Jersey in the next two months, where you can get your tickets at cost 
They'll eat the tax for you, and they'll buy you a beer, which is pretty cool. We're on, and we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer now, John. I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question because it's been in the papers uh, for the last several months. The event's been held at Baderfield for the last couple of years, but it looks like the property is in the process of being sold for redevelopment. What happens to the festival if that takes place for next year and beyond? So, listen, you know, when that got announced, and it's an MOU, right? It's not a contract. It's essentially an authorization to do the due diligence, whether it's a viable project, right? You know, one thing that Atlantic City does do well is pomp and circumstance and Mm -hmm. marching bands for, you know, hey, we took out the trash today. Well, that's an awesome party. Let's put that in the news, right? Right. That's just that's just the history of Atlantic City. Um, Personally, you know, knowing what I know and, you know, very vested in this market, um, doing business here for 20 years, I don't even think it's a real thing. You know, I think, you know, there's 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 moving parts that are just there. It's just not financially viable, you know, but. Atlantic City likes to be in the news, so right. You know they they made a bigger deal out of it than it actually is. And hey, if I'm completely wrong, you know we have alternatives. Maybe we go back inside. Maybe we just do it in my backyard. Who knows? All right, but we definitely have. You know, we will have options. I, I like it. I mean, I, I did see the plans or, or the initial plans or the you know proposed plans or whatever it was of putting houses and a racetrack. And all I was thinking to myself when I commented on the article, I'm going, who would want to live with a racetrack? Right outside their front door, that doesn't make sense. I mean, I get it on race day, kind of fun, sit on the lawn, but why would you want that? just the, the noise alone? I wouldn't think that you'd really want that there, but you, you know, you're right. I mean, and again, I understand they have this property, they're trying to repurpose it and do different things with it. Um, I don't necessarily think that the way they're or what they want to do, what's proposed, I think is the right way to go. So, I mean, that's just my two cents on it. Now, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to John Henderson about a new event, has limited tickets left. It's taking place in May. Sort of, I mean, you could kind of look at this as sort of the the pregame before the actual a uh, big event begins in June, but it's a big event nonetheless at a different casino in in uh, in Atlantic City. And if you love cigars, this is the event for you. We'll uh, we'll talk about that right after this on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Well, my baby, she don't want me around. She's tired of watching me fall down. <laughs> she wants a good life, all the best. But I like that bottle better than the rest. And she said, I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble. Well, I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble. Well, I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble. All right, welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer: Van Halen, Women and Children First. Take your whiskey home. One of the few times that David Lee Roth actually pulls out the acoustic guitar to play that. You'd think that that's Eddie Van Halen. It is on the backing side of it, but actually DLR is playing that as well. Pretty cool. Now we're talking whiskey and why, and we're talking with John Henderson as he rejoins me on the program, the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer Music Festival, along with a plethora of other things that go on in Atlantic City. 
Um, the um, Atlantic City Beer Music Fest takes place at Baderfield in Atlantic City Friday and Saturday, June 3rd and 4th, acbeerfest.com, the website for more info and, of course, to purchase tickets. But, John, you have a new event that takes place on Saturday, May 13th at the Borgata, and it's called the Atlantic City Cigar Social. Now, I know that you're a big cigar smoker. I am as well. How did this all come about? So, weirdly enough, it's not the first time we've done this event. Uh, we did it back in 2006, and it was the Atlantic City C- Cigar Gala. And we did it, uh, we did it on the Surf Stadium on the ba- uh, baseball field, and saw about 400 people. Right. And you know, cigars very ebb and flow from a culture perspective. And we've been wanting to redo the event and produce the event again, but you know, with a partner that kind of gives it a little more, you know, pizzazz. Pizzazz is that the right word I want to use? Yeah, that, that would. That so would work. we approached the Borgata, and they jumped all in. You know, then we reached out to a pile of our cigar friends. I mean, it's the event is turning out to be a monster. There's about 100 tickets left. The total is 600 attendees. Okay. 20 cigars, bourbons, wines, beers. We actually have our friends from Farm Truck are making a beer specifically for the event. We're going to highlight a lot of the culinary uh, in the region, so you'll have a lot of tastings, but it's you know, for the price point and for what it is, you know, attendees are really going to get their money's worth. Oh, a hundred percent. And the ticket prices, uh, as we're airing this, uh, it's a couple. Of, it's a day or two past April, so the tickets have gone up for the event. It's two hundred and twenty-nine bucks. But listen to what you get there. You're getting twenty cigars. You're getting a swag bag. You're getting, uh, lo- you know, it's in a big room. Cocktail, food pairings. Obviously, a beer is being made for it. There's whiskey tastings. There's wine. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, it, will people be able to smoke the cigars that they get in the bag, or can they bring their own? How how is that going to work uh, within the uh, within the venue? So this is you see, I say it all the time. I said it on the last part of the last podcast. Yeah. Opportunity for discovery, right? Right. We've got uh, twenty manufacturers, and they're going to provide the cigars. So there's no BYOC, right? Okay. There's plenty of cigars, and they're included in your ticket. It is a smoking event. It's out on their pool deck. So we'll all be fired up. We'll be smoking. Uh, and you know we're really going to challenge a lot of these uh, cigar rep- representatives to you know figure out why their be- cigar is the uh, the best cigar in the room. Uh-huh. You know, plus burlesque and a lot of other programming. Right. It's going to be a good time. And and there's also education opportunities too. People are going to be able to take part in things. You know, where you're going to learn about you know cutting a cigar and you know what's the best leaf for a cigar, things of that nature. So people will have the opportunity while they're sitting there. Uh, to you know, do different things. You know, in terms of getting more of a cigar education, if they're a novice, right? Correct. So we're going to rolling clinics. You know, talking about you know the different leaves and how they how they affect your palate. Mm-hmm. You know how you know pairing with beers, pairing with wines, pairing with bourbons. You know how to really draw the full flavor out of a cigar. You know, and really from the novice to the aficionado standpoint, you know, there's a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah, I mean this is this is great, and we're talking. I mean, you you said pizzazz. I th- I'm looking at this as more of a, a an upper class event, you know, where you go and you just have a nice leisurely time. But there's going to be music involved as well, right? I think you guys are having a DJ that's going to be uh, playing music during the event. So my buddy, yeah, yep. So we're going to have my buddy Aiden Scott. He's going to be there, um, kind of setting the soundtrack. We're going to have uh, we're going to have a three piece kind of doing their thing, kind of setting a cool vibe for the uh, for the afternoon. And yeah, I mean, there's just it's going to be what I would I would consider a, a, a just a pile of stimulation. I mean, the event's five hours. I anticipate by the time it's over, you know, you'll feel like you were there for 15 minutes. <laughs> you know what? I think you're right. We're talking with John Henderson. He's the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest. That's taking place at Baderfield, Atlantic City, Friday and Saturday, June 3rd and 4th, acbeerfest.com. That's the website 
for more information and, of course, to purchase tickets. The Atlantic City Cigar Social takes place Saturday, May 13th. Now, tickets for that event are $229. You hit up acigarsocial.com. That's where you can purchase tickets. Now, less than 100 left. There's no tickets at the door. This is going to sell out. So if you're looking for a, a really cool, classy weekend, look, face it. You're a guy. you got your wife, your girlfriend. Maybe you want to go down. Hey, honey, let's hit the Borgata. I'll go to the cigar thing. You head over uh, you know, to the tables or whatever, and I'll meet you later for dinner. That's the way you do it. We're here on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. John, i got to ask you, in your opinion, and I've been talking with a number of different people um, as we get out of this post-COVID era here and moving on to the next phase of life, whatever you want to call it, have, have things <laughs> changed in regards to beer fests, large gatherings, etc., the the opinion being, well, maybe I don't necessarily want to go to it, or do you think that we're finally getting back to some sort of normalcy where people are like, no, you know what, we're we're past it. I've been vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated, but I take care of myself, whatever the case may be, and I'm ready to get back outside again. I don't even know what normal is anymore, right? I mean, that's a legitimate thing. Um, <clears throat> I think people are kind of. Is it normalizing? No, it's different. You know, uh, crowds and, you know, people who choose to come out, I think, you know, post-COVID, you know, A, people are concerned about kind of coming out in crowds, right, to an extent. But I think they're also more concerned about, you know, what the offering is. You know, I think they're less concerned about the health risks and more concerned about the value for dollar. Yeah, uh, you know what? You know, and I, Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish your thought. I, I... Yeah, that, I agree that is definitely you. a post-COVID thing, right? It's mm-hmm. not a, you know, at this point, you know, we all have our opinions on COVID, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but what people learned was, you know, hey, once that free money was gone, you know, now we've got a, now we've got a budget. Things are drastically more expensive. Right. I mean, that's why I, I'm genuinely proud of the fact that we were able to really not go nuts with our ticket prices, you know, and still keep our, our event, like, weirdly enough, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival right. is one of the most affordable festivals uh, in Atlantic City all summer long. I, I you know, t- and it offers significantly more than everybody else. John, I tell people that all the time. They're saying, oh, Jason, it sounds like a great festival. I'm like, you're paying an exorbitant amount of money to stand on a beach. You don't get mm-hmm. anything else out of it except to listen to the music that, that's being played. You have to buy your own food. You've got to buy your own beer. You've got to do all of these other things. The the event that's taking place the following week for one ticket price you're getting two you know one or two if you go into both days fantastic bands all of the uh, alcohol the beer is included and all you're paying for is food and you know a little transportation cost to get out to Bader Field I mean you can't get a better bang for your buck there and I I have to say even the the cigar social event you know people look at that price and go well it's uh, you know over two hundred dollars that's a lot of money but what you're getting for that money. It is really good, even if you decide not to stay at the Borgata and you say, I'm going to stay somewhere else and maybe not pay uh, an exorbitant hotel fee. For that money and for the amount of, of swag that you're getting, that's a really good event, especially in this day and age when prices are going up left and right. Yeah, I mean, we are very cognizant about that. You know, listen, the cost of beer has gone up. The cost of pretty much everything has gone up. I mean, you see that. You know mm-hmm. that. So it's we take it as not necessarily a challenge, but an obligation to keep our our events affordable. Right. And last question for me, John, speaking of the Cigar Social event and being such a, a high ticket price for maybe some people, are you um, are you shocked, surprised that the, you're down to less than 100 tickets with almost two months out? No. Um, 
when we built it, you know, I saw a demand. You know, what we've, what we've always been really good at is looking for gaps in the market, right, and saying, hey, you know, this market and, you know, lifestyle events is missing this. You know, being, you know, being a enthusiast myself, it was a very easy, it was a very easy lift to say, okay, you know, we know where the value is, we know what the, where the consumer is, and, you know, we don't need 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 people to make it work. Right. You know, we're looking at that customer experience at 600 people, right? And we really want to give them a special experience. And it was kind of an easy lift. The Borgata jumped in. I, we had one meeting and I was like, yep, we're in, we want it. And it was done. So I wasn't really surprised that tickets were going to move they were, the way they were. When we dropped the ticket, you know, in the first week, we had sold 200 plus tickets. Oh, that wow. was just in the first week. Wow. So I knew that, you know, we had something had something special on our hands. But, John, do you wonder, is that an effect post-COVID that the Borgata was so quick to jump in on the event and say, well, you make, you know, maybe maybe five years ago, well, you have to sell us a little bit more on what we think, or there's a negotiation, a back and forth. Do you think because of post-COVID and you're try, they're trying, I mean, every place is trying to get people to come to them, that they say, oh, you know what, this is a great idea, boom, let's, let's just jump in. Do you think that's part of an effect of the COVID era? Um, I think... Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't think so. I think the, the new management at the Borgata, Travis and his team really are looking for the opportunity to do things that are different. Um, And it wasn't the first time I talked to him. We talked about other projects, but this was something that kind of a bunch of years ago, they hosted the big smoke. So it was still in their wheelhouse. Um, And, you know, it it, it talks to their customer because, you know, the Borgata is a high end property. So it's not like, you know, listen, they're not going to do a beer festival on their property. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do they want, you know, they really look at refined programming and and lean towards it. So I wasn't surprised uh, when they jumped on board because it does kind of fit their vibe. Got it. My guest has been John Henderson, the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. That takes place Baderfield, Atlantic City, Friday and uh, excuse me, Saturday and Sunday, June third and fourth. ACBeerFest.com. That's the website to purchase your tickets and more information. The Atlantic City Cigar Social. That's Saturday, May thirteenth. Less than a hundred tickets left. Two hundred and twenty-nine bucks. ACCigarsocial.com to get tickets there. John. Thanks for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. I, I'm going to try and get down to alternate ending. Hopefully you'll be there in, uh, at the end of the month. I uh, would love to uh, have a beer with you, but if I don't see you there, I will absolutely see you in June. We are going to have a blast. It's going to be a great event. Thanks for joining me, my friend. Uh, my man, I appreciate you. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer is we continue on with uh, spotlighting Van Halen's Women and Children First. That one, a loss of control. And uh, again, like I said uh, at the beginning of the show, it's a great album. It's not my favorite of the uh, DLR era. That would be fair warning. Um, for me, that's that's the heaviest that they got. Uh, and a very underrated album. It's a, it's a really, fair warning's a really good album. It, it's sort of... That album before the breakthrough, right? Before 1984, and then, you know, the the band went in a totally different direction with Sammy Hagar, which I loved. A lot of people didn't. Um, but before we get to a couple of the beers that I had over the last uh, few weeks, a couple of uh, news notes that we got late. Nishamani Creek, uh, 
able to share the news that they are introducing a new line of fruit-forward beers that's inspired by the flavors of a fellow Bucks County, Pennsylvania original, Rita's Italian Ice. The first in the series of Rita's Fruit Brews, a refreshing blonde ale brewed with two-row malt, white wheat, flaked oats, and hopped with Hercules and Chinook, then conditioned on loads of juicy mangoes. The result... An easy-drinking 5% ABV beer, big fruity flavor and aroma that will transport you straight back to waiting under a big candy stripe awning for your icy sweet treat. The Rita's uh, Fruit Brews Mango Blonde Ale will debut in 12-ounce, six-packs, and on draft Saturday, April 15th at all three of Neshaminy Creek's tap rooms in Croydon, Dublin, and New Hope. They are hosting family-friendly release parties. Uh, in Croydon and uh, Dublin, featuring live music, circus performers, food trucks, Rita's Italian Ice, and more. That's on Saturday, April 15th, starting at noon. And then following that launch, you will be able to find the Rita's Fruit Brews throughout Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, and Delaware. Very, very cool. First, thanks to um, uh, Kim, uh, one half of um, Enjoy... What is it? Enjoy... You know, I'm an idiot. Sometimes I, I really am an idiot. Um, crack one at the summit. Jeez, I almost had to look that up. My goodness gracious. Kim is one half of crack one at the summit. Colleen being the other half of that uh, dynamic duo. So she was the first one to give me the heads up on this. Um, and then I did a little uh, digging around. So that's really cool that they'll be distributing it throughout their footprint, which is very, very cool. Can't wait to try that. And then finally, our friends from Weldworks, uh, delighted to announce Key Lime Pie. And it's a unicorn thing. It'll be available at the Greeley Tap Room. Uh, was just released this past weekend. Two limited-release beers are also making their way to 24 out-of-state markets starting in uh, starting this month in April. Uh, Key Lime Pie is one of Weldworks' most popular pastry sours. It's a good beer. 5.1% ABV sour ale, fresh-squeezed key limes, vanilla beans, a hint of graham cracker as well that's completely reminiscent of the classic dessert pie. And then It's a Unicorn Thing, an 8.5% ABV hazy double IPA brewed with citra, lotus, and Mosaic Hops. It will be available in New Jersey and New York, uh, as well as a number of other states that Weldworks distributes. Among them, Arizona, California, Rhode Island, South Carolina, North Carolina, Ohio, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, a bunch of others as well. So that is really cool uh, from our friends at Weldworks. I've had the Key Lime Pie. I don't think I, I haven't had It's a Unicorn thing. I don't think I have. Um, you know what, Shea France, if you're listening... Um, if, uh, if Weldworks could send me a couple of samples, that would be really great to review. Now let us dive into suds and duds. Um, and so, uh, my first beer that I'm starting off with flagship brewing, uh, over on Staten Island on Minthorn street, uh, Jay Sykes and his crew always do a great job. They have a great, uh, little tasting room and to be fair, and I'm going to put this out there. Um, there was potential. We were going to hold our high school reunion there. It was the thought that I had in my head about doing it there. Because they do have a big space. I don't know if it would necessarily hold a little over 100 people. But I thought, you know, maybe there's parking. It's convenient to the ferry if people are coming from the city. It was one of those things. But then, you know, we decided to go a little more elegant and and do it, um, you know, in a a catering hall. Um, But it was a thought. I'm just throwing it out there. Sorry, Jay. I mean, I I never reached out to you. But it was one of those things where I was sort of batting it around in my head. Never actually got to... uh, to voice it, but whatever. Anyway, I, we're 35 years graduating high school this year. It's, you know, it's a monumentous occasion. Anyway, let's dive into it. I was on Staten Island because uh, I had to go to a wake. My, my stepmother had passed uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, 
before the wake, I decided to go to a flagship because they were releasing, this was on St. Patrick's Day, actually, the wake was. They were releasing their dry Irish stout, uh, Wolfhound, which was in collaboration with, um, and I want to make sure that I get this right, um, a, dist- a, a brewery in Ireland. So they were doing this in the traditional um, Irish way. Let me make sure I got this right. Porterhouse Brew uh, Company in Ireland. And um, the name of the beer is called Wolfhound. A delicious, dry, roasty on nitro. Uh, a really, really fantastic beer. I don't know if it's still on tap there. If it is, you should absolutely go there and get it. It's not canned. It's only on draft. Um, a great collaboration. Um, does it drink like a Guinness? It is reminiscent of a Guinness, but it is uh, it is a delicious beer. Jay and his guys did a fantastic job, and it was the perfect beer to have. Um, I only had one, uh, full disclosure, um, but uh, it was the perfect beer to have before um, uh, heading to this wake for my stepmother. And um, you know, I, I don't like to get super personal on the show. Well, actually, I do, but um, my stepmother and I did not have the best relationship the last. Um, I would say ten to twelve years uh, of her life. My dad's my dad has passed. Uh, God, got kind of going on thirteen thirteen years now, um, almost fourteen. Yeah, almost fourteen. Because my kid's going to be uh, my kid is going to be twenty this year. Whew. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I'm getting old. <laughs> Put it that way. Um, and about a year after my dad died, my stepmother and I basically had a falling out and didn't really speak. Uh, again until until she passed so um, we didn't have the best relationship in the world but you know always sad to see um, someone passing and and, you know I feel for my two stepbrothers Um, they loved their mother very much and uh, did what they could to take care of her and uh, it's always sad to see somebody go and I'm going to leave it at that anyway moving along to uh, the rest of Suds and Duds uh, Wildale Beer Works they were on tap for the March Madness over at Paragon Tap and Table beautiful little fool a nice little sour I dug this one this was really really good I like what Wildale is doing I like their location in Asbury Park it's a nice little spot a little bit off the beaten path uh, in terms of being in the heart of the city of Asbury um, but a nice a really good brewery they do some nice stuff and um, this was a delicious beer. Yam Jams by Twin Elephant. This is the collab by uh, Twin Elephant in Brick City. Uh, this is called Doppelbanger. I love the purple in this. Man, when it poured out, I knew there was a reason why I got it. Like, I, I didn't. Re- I remember seeing it on Instagram and going, oh, I love the purple. I got to have that. And then I forgot about it, and then I went back there because I was picking up something. I forgot what I was picking up. I went there to pick up beer, clearly, and I saw the Yam Jams, and I'm like, oh, that's what, that's what it was. Um, that's what it was. It was because they had Tackleberry and I saw Yam Jams and I said, I have to pick this up. And that's why I got it. The purple was great. Very subtle flavor. I keep going back in for more. I really dug it a lot. Um, it's, it's a fantastic beer. The purple will certainly throw you off a little bit. Uh, but don't let it uh, because it was delicious. Uh, Dewdrop by Oak Flower Brewing. They're the ones who won uh, the contest for Paragon Tap and Table March Madness. The Grisette was on point. Subtle, nice flavor, delicious, an excellent beer. Really enjoyed this one a lot. That's one, this Grisette, I could drink over and over and over again. I love when breweries make classic styles that are easy sippers, bangers that you can just knock back again and again and not get tired of it and full of flavor, good stuff from Oak Flower. Then I had the Pure Obsidian by Ashton. Now, a dark IPA, this was the Pink Boots uh, beer, I believe, that they did. Um, It tastes like a juicy IPA. 
it, it completely threw me off. I can understand, and I can also understand why people wouldn't have ordered it. Black IPAs are one of those things where you really have to enjoy black IPAs in order to get it because there's a little roastiness to it and all this. But it was juicy, and it had that little hint of roastiness to it. An excellent beer. I just think it threw people. I think when people see black IPA, it throws them off. So um, I really enjoyed this beer a lot. Great stuff from uh, from Ashton Brewing and Steve Ashton. We taped an interview with Steve um, this past Friday. That will air on next week's program. Uh, and it was a great conversation with Steve. And then uh, finally finishing it off with a parking lot pills by Hackensack. Light, crispy, really delicious beer. Enjoyed this one a lot. Got to get over to Hackensack um, one of these days. Uh, th- they are making some really, really good stuff. Very impressed with them. Um, and I believe a former brewer at Bolero is now a brewing uh, at Hackensack, Caitlin, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I've definitely got to get over there one of these days and, uh, you know, check out uh, the rest of their selections. Good stuff, good beers uh, all over. We'll also, on next week's program, uh, I actually did make a stop over at Oak Flower um, about a week ago and uh, want to review the brewery. Great little spot uh, in Millington, New Jersey. It is definitely uh, worth the trip over there. But my thanks to everybody involved in the show, including my guest, John Henderson, the main man behind Tricycle Productions with the AC Beer and Music Fest and, of course, a Cigar Social and so many other cool things in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.